Hello, and welcome to the Moncast. Your name's Stevie. And your name's Sam. Yeah, they are, they're, those are our names. Um, today we're taking a break from watching the episodes to talk about a video game, specifically Digimon World 1 for PlayStation 1, because why not? 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. The first one. The first one, yes. We're going to try something a little different, um, because we used to have a segment where I used to show Stevie stuff, and that was cool, but it, it also like was a lot of stuff. I know what I mean. What are the words I want, Stevie? I don't know. <laughs> um, what I mean is, we're going to be doing some episodes where, instead of talking about the actual show, we're going to be talking like little standalone episodes where we're going to talk about like the games and books and toys and stuff like that. So this is the first one, so hopefully it goes kind of well. And we're going to be talking about Digimon World 1. So, first question for you, Stevie, is what did you think of it? Just generally. I I have an awful lot of nostalgia for the game. Mm -hmm. So it's probably not as good as I think it is, but I do think it's like a really good PS1 game. Okay. I'll still revisit it quite often. I've got got an emulator on my phone, and I play it on there sometimes, because it runs it. I considered getting my PSP out again, because I could play it on that on the go. That would be great. You can play it on PSP? Yeah, you can get all sorts on PSP. You can basically turn PS1 games into PSP files or something. I don't know why. Okay, so I can play it on my phone, but the thought of playing it on a PSP was somehow amazing to me. (laughs) Hmm. A PlayStation game on a PlayStation Portable? (laughs) Who'd have thought Um, of that? Did you ever finish it, though? Like, actually finish the game? Yeah, I've, I've finished the full game, but okay. I'm not sure if I've ever done it without using cheat codes. Okay, that's the big thing, because I have I, never I finished it. I probably have done it. I've never finished it without a guide, because that game mm-hmm. without a guide is basically impossible. But the guide I had was also incorrect. <laughs> I had the official strategy guide, and there were things in there that were just wrong. So we'll go and do a thing like, well, that, that's not happening. Why isn't this happening? Some of the that stuff might... and some of the recruitment requirements. Oh, that's hard to say. Recru- recruitment requi- recruitment requirements. Oh, I hate that. Some of them are so difficult. Like, okay, well, some of them are easy. For example, Piximon. I remember Piximon being difficult because there's about a 3% chance of it spawning. You know when you go over the bridge? Yeah. To go to the tropical jungle? Tropical jungle. Yeah. The most inventive name for a jungle ever. There is a 3% chance of it spawning in that one area. It's like during the evening, usually. Yeah. And then you just had a pretty difficult fight against it to get it to join. The worst one's probably um, Digitamamon. That was basically the the Kingdom Hearts Sephiroth of Digimon World 1. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it was so difficult. It It had maximum health and I think a maximum attack as well. It's in Infinity Mountain, isn't it? Right near the end of the game. It's where you would fight Machine Dramon, or Digimon Next Order's version. Yeah. Machine Draymon. The Machine Draymon. We are going to talk about Next Order at some point, but there are going to be, we are going to mention it briefly at certain points because obviously it's kind of a, not, is it, yeah, it, it is literally a sequel to this game, so. <laughs> I've not finished Next Order. It's good, it's good, but that's not the game we're talking about because I, I can jump into that easily because that, that game <laughs> ate my life. But Digimon World 1, I remember we had it, and it was just so hard when I was a child, because it had so many like stats and stuff. Do you remember what Digimon you ended up with the most? Ooh, the one... I remember getting Dromojimon quite a lot. And mm. didn't I, make it to Ultimate very often. Yeah, well, that think, made it more of an event when I actually managed it. I think I got Meromon, and... Um, I know I got Numamon a lot, because I was really bad at the game, <laughs> and Sukumon. Um, the worst ones. But I think the one one of the oh Birdramon as well. I remember getting Birdramon because Birdramon was hideous in that game. The flame animation is awful. So Birdramon itself is just a mess to look at. Yeah, I think I got Meromon the most, or or Sukumon. I think it was Sukumon the most because I just hate Sukumon so much. Sukumon is so much worse than Numamon. 
I like Numamon. It's quite nice. I think I've said it before in something that I kind of like the design of Numamon. It's just sludge. Mm, but Sukumon's just clearly a poo. And it's, uh... But you could go up to Garbage Trash Mountain even and mm. get it turned back, which was pretty cool. But you'd have to make your way all the way up with a Sukumon, which yeah, would be the hard part. It's not the easiest. One thing I really liked was exploring everywhere and dodging all of the monsters to get really far and then being murdered because you're clearly not supposed to be there yet. <laughs> yeah, the difficulty spike was literally like screens. So one, you'll be fine running around in the set. You'll go into the next area and you just get wiped by something. I always remember um, in, is it the Overdale where there's the Sukaimon, the purple Patamons? Yeah. Always going in there and just hearing them plipping at you and then just jumping at you. <laughs> or there's... Um, I think it's either Gotsumon or Goblinmon or something like that, but they've got the stomping noise. That always reminds you of yeah. Digimon World That always reminds you of Digimon World 1. It's just that, that weird stomping noise. The noise that I think of most from Digimon World is Agumon on the toilet when it's had a poo. And she goes, rawr, rawr. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's a question. Um, so who did you start with when you played it? I've played it so many times, I'll have them both mm. at different times. Okay, who would you prefer to start with? Gabumon. Okay. Because I'm an edgelord. I think it's quite clear that I will always start with Agumon because Agumon's my favourite. So there were the two questions. There was the... Uh, I can't remember what they did, but I know that the the day and night one was whether you got Agumon or Gabumon. But what was the do you own a Digivice? It's supposed to just be something to do with how easy the game is, I think. And it also asks about see asks about day and night, and it, I think it asks about friends as well. Like if you prefer to have friends that be on your own, or might be misremembering that question. I don't remember that one, but I do remember the do you have a device and day and night. Yeah, those two are definitely there, and of course it asks your name, mm. and you can only have six letters in your name, which see, was always annoying. I never had annoying. that problem because my name is three letters. It's the laziest name. Mine is seven. <laughs> Which is really annoying. Yeah, I don't think people birth have name long is names. <sighs> but people always assume my name's Samuel, and it's not Samuel, it's just Sam. It's just three letters, my parents didn't care. <laughs> well, that's a bit sad. <laughs> um, There's only one letter difference between Sam and sad. So you could say it is a bit sad, yeah. It's a bit of sad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to Digimon. Yeah. What would you say your favourite area of the game is? Ooh, um, apart from File City. Um, well, obviously, because you spend almost all of your time in File City. And Green Gym, that you just live there, basically. Um, I think I like... Big butts and I can't lie. Oh my god, that's so bad. Why would you do that? Because you uh, set me up for it. I know that there are places that give me anxiety, like the ancient dino region, where time speeds Which up one? so they age faster. The speedy time zone. That's the one, yeah. That like, that gives me anxiety, and the dark mansion gives me anxiety. Now, I have a fun story about speedy time zone. Uh-huh. Which is that I never knew what you were supposed to do in there. So I spent ages exploring as a kid, never knowing where to go. Just reaching the end of it with a Suburdramon and never completing the area. Did you just say, what did you say that the, the Jimon's name was? Suburdramon. Suburdramon. Yeah. It, isn't it Saberdramon? I'd pronounce it Suburdramon because it's, it's like Burdramon with it's Sa. It's Saber. Well, it's Saberdramon. It's Saberdramon. Because it looks like a Burdramon, but it's a different colour. It kind of, okay, it kind of makes sense that it would be Suburdramon. But it looks like it's spelled Saber. Well, I was a kid and there was just tons of recolored Digimon with things put in front of the name. Hmm. So I thought it was Suburdramon. Like and there's, sticking with um, there's Kunemon and what was it? The other one called? It's like, like Dokunemon, which is the green one. Yeah, there was Psychemon as well, which was the like purpley Gabumon. Wait, that was in the first one? Yeah, I think it's in Gears of Hanna mostly. Oh, yes, where uh, Mudfridumon is, and the weird Unimon. What is it? It's like Shima, Shima Unimon. Yeah, and there's, um, man, there, there are a lot of recolors in that game. Nice Dromojimon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just nice Dromojimon. I used to call it uh, Nise Dromojimon. No, it's nice Dromojimon. It's a Dromojimon, but it's nice. <laughs> and it's got the weird little moustache. Yeah. 
Anyway, of- I was telling my story, wasn't I, about Speedy Time Zone? Oh, yes. And basically, it took me several years to find out that you can turn left at the end of a tunnel, like that massive rib cage. I never oh, yeah, knew yeah. that you could turn left at the end of it because it wasn't clear at all. It took my cousin telling me about it to finally find that place with the meteor on. Hmm. So some of it was really hard to find. A lot of it. A lot of that game is. It's one of those ones where the actual environment isn't a physical environment. It's like a a photo, basically. And it's uh, like the Final Fantasy games on PS One. A lot of PlayStation One games did this, I think, where they emulated the 3D space. But what you're actually doing is, uh, instead of you actually going like in the distance, your character model just shrinks and grows. It's pre-rendered backgrounds. Yeah, but to be fair, like the the backgrounds and everything give me nostalgia because they're they are hideous. Like that game's not <laughs> a pretty game. <laughs> Nothing in that game is pretty. The Digimon models are pretty nice for PS One standards. Oh yeah, I suppose yeah. Although it is extremely horrifying when they die and they're like. What to and me, what to the young version of me saw was, they exploded and their skin fell off and they became a wireframe. Mm. They did that whenever they digivolved and it looks painful. Yeah, it was always... Uh... But you always get excited when you just, when it like freezes for a split second and then the mm. digivolve bubble appears and you're just like, oh, yay! Oh, I used to love, yeah, because it, it, the, the actual thing itself, in order to like initiate the actual evolution thing, it would like, the screen would like, Everything would stop for like a split second, wouldn't it? And in that split second, you'd be like, is it digivolving? It's how is it dying? And then you get the little um, bubble of like the blob turning into a man. Yeah, because that's how Digimon digivolve. Yeah. But it was always exciting when they started evolving because they'd like, they'd do their scream and then there's just the sound of all their skin falling off, which is <laughs> horrifying. And then there's the glowy white light and then like you, can, you try and see if you can see like little bits of frame poking out to see what it would be. And it would always be always be a damn Sukumon. <laughs> always. That's only if you're a literal shit trainer. Uh-huh. Your point being? You just have to take them to the toilet or have portable potties I can't, I need to train them one more time. You're just an awful trainer, then. You deserve to have a Sukumon. I was. I was awful. I was awful. I know how to be a good Digimon trainer. I think I also got Tyranimon at one point, and I was super excited and terrified because I didn't want to mess up. One thing I do love is how big some of the Digimon are, because mm. they just dwarf your player character, and it's amazing. I think... It's mainly with the dinosaur Digimon that are just massive. Mm. It's best when you can't get them to fit into small spaces, so they just clip through walls, mm. and it looks funny. Um, did you ever know about the Metal Etamon thing? Oh yeah, it's a Game Shark code. Well, because I'm, I play it the last, like the last two times I've played it, it's been on my phone and the ROMs that I get come with, uh, the cheats already installed so you can like activate them whenever and stuff. So I got all the evolution items, but Metal Etamon wasn't originally supposed to be accessible. Um, what happened was you could enter a, a raffle, like a competition in Japan to get a, a memory card that came with the codes to get the Metal Banana item, which evolved you did one into Metal Etamon. And that was only found out. I think it was like 17 years after the first game came out, after Digimon World came out, or something like that. I can't remember, but I remember reading it on some website. Give me like two seconds to see if I've got it saved. Um, oh, Metal Etamon's Mystery Solved. Um, yeah, 17 year anniversary of the uh, game. Because you could get it via hacking and stuff. And then people had all these different um, rumours how you can get it and stuff. Um, apparently there were a lot of a lot of um, myths in the game. Like uh, apparently chain melons were confirmed to spawn in Gear Savannah in 2013. <laughs> it's great how many mysteries there are in the game still, because people are still trying to work out like digivolution requirements and things. Mm, like um, apparently on the on this article I've got, which is on uh, DigimonWorld.org, it's uh, the Metal Etamon mystery solved. It's just it tells you about the fact that there was Metal Etamon, um Heracle Cabotarimon and Shane Melons and stuff, all these things that were confirmed in like the exact evolution criteria for Heracle Cabotarimon were discovered in 2011. Um, and Shane Melons were only confirmed in 2013. <laughs> and then 2016, uh, oh no, it's not. That's, that's the time of the writing. Okay. Uh, no, but it took so long for the, um, I think it was 2009 actually, the, uh, Metal Etamon thing was, there was, they literally had a guidebook. And it says that memory cards containing ultra-rare Metal Etamon data for the PlayStation software Digimon World 
were given out as presents among other things. So you had to like have a memory card given to you. It's a bit like Mew in Pokemon, where you could only get it um, from like Toys R Us and stuff. You have to go and take your game over and they put it in the game. But apparently you had to uh, get Metal Letamon that way, mm-hmm. which is cool. I think I just always tried to get Greymon because I like Greymon <laughs> and Metal Greymon. Metal Greymon's blue in the game as well. It's the virus version because in the, the lore of Digimon, what happens is uh, when Greymon evolves into Metal Greymon, it um, gives itself armor, but it also like dies. So the blue is its skin rotting. Mm. And then Metal Greymon evolves into Machine Dramon because it's replaced all of its organs and stuff with robot parts. You can get Skull Greymon as well. Mm. Skull Greymon was a big one. You can recruit him into your town as well. Can't remember what he yeah, had to do. Yeah, I think he went into the arena. Mm. I don't remember if he actually did anything in there apart from stand around. There were a lot of them that just stood around and did nothing. Some of them stood around and did tiny things, mm. like Erdramon. Erdramon gave you like fortunes or something. Yeah, yeah, Erdramon. You could uh, go get your fortune read, but like Betamon just stayed in the fountain. Yep. Yeah, so like the best recruited, uh, the best did you want to recruit there was Birdramon because it served you walking across half a map. Well, it only saved you working across half the map if you spent ages battling to get money first, or going out and collecting items to sell. True, true. Because Bergemon was expensive, but it just saved you like spending a whole day travelling. Mm. Well, in game day. And in game day is like 20 minutes. Mm. It's a pretty big world for a PS1 game. It'd yeah, take it was- ages... To get there was around a lot anywhere. going on. Like there were a lot of maps you can go to and stuff. It was it was a it was a big game. Um, what did you think of the battle system though? Really, the whole gameplay of it wasn't anything I got into that much. Hmm. I care more for the world itself and the actual exploration than I do for the battling. Hmm. Like, I didn't care if my Digimon was the best or anything. I thought it, it was quite interesting because you could you could kind of tell. Let's, for example, let's compare it to Pokemon, where it is just a turn-based RPG. This was more, you you occupied a physical space, so to a certain extent, where you were physically mattered, because if you were in a small room, you were in a small room and you couldn't run far, but if you were in the middle of, like, um, the starting forest, what's it called, like, green forest? Something forest. The, the, the beginning forest, like, there are some big open spaces there. You could uh, battle in there. Uh, I'm hearing big, such wide open space. lovely gibberish. And it was cool that you didn't really have to do anything for your partner. Like you had to, you had to physically train their brain in order to get them to do actual commands for you. Instead of it just being that uh, you had to do, you know, click attack, pick an attack. You do your attack. Your opponent does the attack. Next turn, it was like you could stand there and literally press a button, and it just does your call, and then they run around and do whatever they wanted to do. It was less that you were picking an attack for them, and you were doing tactics. So you could pick, drink. Um, like, keep your distance or get up close or use an attack that does a lot of damage or uses a lot of MP. It was really cool. It was, it was less of a, of like, literally, you're playing as the monster, pick an attack and stuff. It's, the monster had a certain level of agency within itself. I always found that pretty cool. Yeah, the battle system was all right. It only really got interesting if you trained the brains of your Digimon a lot, though. Hmm. And that took ages. Training itself took a long, long time. What did you think of the actual training system? The training system was very boring. <laughs> yeah. It It was basically you'd spend most of the in-game day just in the gym, doing it, activating it, skipping the animation, and going back to just do the same thing over and over again. You'll do it like twice, and then you'll wait for a couple seconds to see if it needs to poop or eat. And then if it doesn't, You'll go back to training for one or two more times, and then you'll go and see if it does it. And if it does, like, one of the problems I have with the game is that the toilet was in the next screen over. So you literally had to go from the training area, run next door, let it go to the toilet, then run back to do more training. It was such a... It's grind in every sense of the word. It didn't feel like anything fun was happening. Well, it's heavily inspired by the Tamagotchis, but that's supposed to be like, you spend two seconds doing it, 10 times in a day. Not mm-hmm. just do it 10 times in two seconds. It did focus so much on, on the training. It was almost like 60 to 70% of the game is, is training your Digimon and, and raising it and then getting it strong enough and evolving it to a decent enough level. And then the other 40, 30% was 
go out and explore. And it was basically a case of you work really hard and the second they evolve, you just get you you run out of that door and you don't stop running until you get to where you need to go because you've only got like three more days until that thing dies. You've got to go and fight the thing. Yeah, and if you've not played the game very much and don't know where things are, then you're not going to have much luck finding things. Because mm. it's only through playing it an awful lot that I know where pretty much all the Digimon are and what is required to get them. So I can like go out and get five seven new Digimon to join or whatever, just knowing where they'd come from. Okay. Well, I'm going to test you on this, actually. Ooh. Because... Just to see how many I remember. Well, I, like I said, I needed the guidebook, and even the guidebook was wrong, so I ended up doing, like, using FAQs and stuff. Because that's what I had to do to finish the game. To be fair, though, <laughs> um, I had to share my PlayStation with an older brother and a twin sister, so I didn't get a, a lot of time to play it. Um... So basically, when I had time to play it, I was I was running around like a crazy person and just being generally terrified of every other Digimon because they can kill me super easily. <laughs> so, uh, how do you let's start with something simple? How do you recruit uh, Kunimon? You need to feed him a Digimushroom and then battle him and win to get him to join. And he has like four hundred hit points, I think. Very good. Yeah, you need to give him meat or Digimushroom, and he'll battle you. And then what does he do? Um, he eats the bushes between File City and the Digimon Bridge, which leads over to Tropical Jungle. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> I've played it a lot, Sam. Okay, the early uh, Digimon will be the ones I remember pretty easily. It'll be the later ones who are more foggy, because I won't have encountered okay, them as much. Okay. Uh, what about Seedramon? Oh, you have to go fishing for him in Dragon Eye Lake, and then if you manage to catch him... You need, like, one of the best fishing rods to get him. Like, the mm-hmm. Super Rod, I think it's called. The Amazing Rod. Super the Rod's Amazing Rod. Super Rod's Pokemon. Yeah. But yeah, you catch him, and he gives you a blue flute, so you can go over to Beetle Land. Yeah. Which is a land full of beetles. Two. Two beetles. <laughs> well, you it get had... Kawagman and Which who both One of them improved the your training gym. area, didn't it? Uh, they both improved the gym. They both end up in the gym. I just remember not knowing that. Like, I didn't get that when I played it originally when I was a kid. And if I'd known about that, I would have tried so hard to get that so much sooner. <laughs> Improving the gym is very important. It is very important. Uh, I remember the first time I got the blue flute, I accidentally sold it. So I could never call Seedramon again. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no way to get it back. Oh, wow. Okay. That's game-breaking. <laughs> So I could never go to Beetle Land. It was so sad. Uh, okay, how do you get Vaidemon? Oh, Vaidemon's in Gear Savannah. You have to go there a few times and you see these weird circles on the ground so he's been putting down. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the th- third time you go, he shows up and you just have to battle him. Oh, no, you don't battle him, I don't think. No, I don't think you battle him. I think you just talk to him and he randomly decides to go because he speaks in a weird alien language. Well... You're mostly there. You need to read um, one of Shelmon's newspapers. Yeah, that's about where aliens. it's like reports or the crop circles are turning up. But everything else, you're, you're bang on. And probably never got the correlation between having to read the thing and actually going there. Hmm. Just there were so many it, things in this game anyway. that, that triggered something else, but you wouldn't know that it triggered something else. Um, There's a lot of intricate parts in this game. Yeah, there were things like, um, I know Garurumon, you had to see at one point and then it, it leaves. And then you have to go between like, I think it's four and six or four and eight on a day and battle him. Yeah, he like challenges you to a fight at a certain time, doesn't he? Yeah. There's a few that do that. And there's also some that appear on certain days. And then there's some that have ridiculous spawn rates. Like, um, I think Mamemon's another one. It's got like oh yeah, Mummy Mon just turns up at the back of Gear Savannah. I think it's so like it's just a low number. So many places were just called Gear Savannah. <laughs> it might be Mount Panorama. I'm thinking of where Mummy Mon turns up. Well, there's am I making up that name? Factorial Town, which is in Gear Savannah. I think it's near uh, there. But Mount Panorama is also there as well. But I think you can go through Mount Panorama to get to uh, Gear Savannah. Yeah, Factorial Town is always hard to complete. Yeah. Because there's just so many powerful Digimon around. There's it's a um, very late game area. Garamon? Is it Garamon? The, the yellow Numamon? The yellow Numamon, which have like three and a half thousand hit points. Yeah, some stupid amount. Um, 
Let's find the most obscure one. The most obscure one. Mm. There's a lot of ones that you'd just never find unless you knew where to look. Okay, the one I think is really cool is uh, Monzamon. Uh, Monzamon had a whole story to it that you had to go through. Yeah, it had to be a Numamon, which if I'd known at the time, it would have been great because I never got Monzamon in the regular playthrough I had. Aww. Because I didn't know about the whole becoming monster one thing. You had to take your new mom to Toy Town and go into the costume house to turn it into a Monzemon. Because there's just a costume that the new mom slides into to digivolve. Yeah, I found I found the, the costume, but I never found the. It's so weird that it's literally just put a new mom in a costume and it becomes a new, like a, a more powerful Digimon. Well, that's probably how they explain new mom digivolving into Monzemon. Hmm. But then you had to take Monzimon all the way through this massive area to defeat Waru Monzimon in Toy Town. Hmm. Where there was just tons of Toy Ogamon and Tankmon around. And then after that, you basically got the Monzimon's costume in Jajimon's house. Hmm. So you could always digivolve Numimon into Monzimon, which was an awesome reward. That's actually pretty cool. I didn't know about that. That would have been so much easier for me because I was garbage. <laughs> Sadly, there's no way to quickly digivolve a Sukumon. Hmm. But Monzimon in itself isn't the strongest ultimate by any means. That would be Metal Greymon? Eh, I'm not sure about base stats for ultimates, really. <laughs> I mean, it depends on, uh, on how you train to them. I mean, Phoenixmon or Hercules Kobitarimon is probably the strongest ones you can get. Is Phoenixmon a mega level? Yeah, but it's an ultimate level in this game. Hmm. And I managed to get it. <laughs> And there's also Metal Seedramon. No, not Metal Seedramon. Waru Seedramon, who I think is mm. one of the stronger ones. Might be called Mega Seedramon, even. Waru Seedramon is probably one of the wild ones that you encounter. Mm. There's a lot of Digimon that just look the same, but of different colours and names. Okay, a um, couple of questions then. Do you think the game holds up? Ooh. Like, if you were to release it now. Let's say you... Okay, let some some basic things. If you were to make it more polished, like like just like when they do like a HD remake, instead of remodeling it, they literally just like smooth it out a bit. If they did that, but then released it now, do you think it would hold up? I don't think it would, because mm. a lot of the the gameplay loops just really repetitive, mm. and a lot of the stuff that I like about the game, like the areas and things, you can still just get them from the original game, mm. and the music is also one of the best parts. Oh, we need to talk about the music. Okay. Um, let's finish nice. this bit first. So, yeah, like, I, I think it also would, like, it wouldn't, if, if they released it now as, as it is, it's, it's so broken. As I've said, you cannot play it without a guidebook. I mean, you can, but you're going to pump so much time into it and you're going to have very little idea of what you're doing. Um, motorbike on my end for once. I know, it's so <laughs> weird for it to be on your end. Um, huh. Yeah, like, there's a lot of running around with very little idea of what you're actually doing, which I think... Yeah, I only knew about most of the stuff from word of mouth, hmm. or just little hints I'd get in the game. I'd spend most of my time talking to Euromon over and over again, getting rumours about where to go. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they fix a lot of these problems in Next Order, which is the next kind of sequel. There was also redigitized, but we didn't have a version of that because it wasn't in English. There was an English patch you can get, but we didn't have an official one. Uh, okay, yep. The music. Let's talk about the music then. It was it was one of the first games I ever played that had a day-night cycle, full stop, but a game that had alternating music for day and night was really good. All of the areas had their own distinct themes as well. Mm. It's really cool to just go to places and hear new tracks. Like um, Overdell and stuff had that weird, like the the the, the wind, part, the woodwind instruments and stuff. And there was, hmm, there's I can't from, I can't I can't describe the sound, but there's the noise from the tropical area. <laughs> and then there's like one of the the most well known ones. It's the nighttime music in the city. It was such I remember a, a the good... day scene more. 
because mm. there's not that many Digimon that stay awake at night. So you hear the day theme a lot more. And it just goes like that for a while. Uh, it's um, a nice, I think nice the calm best, music. The best one was probably the battle music. <laughs> and they had like battle come up and then it all got, like, it flies away with that really awesome noise and then it's just the battle starts. <laughs> and then you spend the, like your Digimon isn't smart enough to know any moves but you will mash that button to do your call as much as you can. Because <laughs> it'll help. It always helps. Uh, when you're dumb enough to take rookie Digimon out of the city. Mm-hmm. And just get them killed over and over again. By normally it'd be like the the red Vegemon. Mm. They were always a nightmare. Or that Palmon, that grumpy Palmon. <laughs> <laughs> Palmon's like one of the first fights. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, the noise it makes. The noises in that game. <laughs> some of them are just. I told brilliant. you I'm a flower. Ah, <laughs> oh, they gave a lot of the Digimon personality, mm. which was really good. They all had their own little thing going on. Like every single, I think that was that was what made it recruiting each and every one so so good because you you'd go into a place and there'd be like you like you go into um, the tropical jungle and you're being fired at by this balls of energy running down mm-hmm. like raining down on you. Like what have I got to do? So you like barb and weave and you find out it's uh, Centaurumon and it's like you know he's there protecting the place and stuff. Or you've got. Um, like Agumon, the first one you meet, he's just in a bad mood and he wants to fight someone. <laughs> it was just, it wasn't as simple as like in Pokemon where it's a random encounter, you weaken it enough and you catch it and now it's on your team. Unlike that, that Pikachu you've caught, apart from stats, is exactly the same as the other Pikachu you caught. There's no mm. difference in them. In the early games anyway, in the early ones, uh, the later ones they gave them like, um, what's it called? Not moods, like personality. Nature. Char- pardon? Nature. That's the one. But even then, that was literally just an arbitrary change to stats. But in mm. Digimon World 1, it was like, you know, you went and you, you helped the Digimon by feeding him, or you went and you fished a Digimon out, and he was like, oh, have this thing, or help, this Digimon has taken over my tunnel, so you go and fight them, and they're like, ah, fine. And then you're like, oh, thanks for helping me. I will come to your city. It was just, it was so good. There's so many little plot lines and things as well to find. Mm. Just little quests that you explore and discover yourself. And the they excitement a- when you go somewhere, like you go to the Ice Sanctuary and you're like, oh, you're not allowed in because you're not an angel-type Digimon or um, vaccine-type. You're like, guess I know what I'm trying to raise next. <laughs> and then you unlock different moves. The moves were cool as well because like, you could, by raising certain Digimon or fighting certain Digimon, you could unlock their attacks. And then you'd use better ones for, for your Digimon, which cost MP. And one of the problems, we can talk about problems later, but one of the problems I had is uh, MP didn't restore. Like, it didn't naturally fill up. Yeah, MP went down really quickly. And if you have no MP, you cannot attack. There isn't, like, a basic attack. So you just sat there like a lemon, unable to do anything. And you basically just have to run away. But you do a lot of running away anyway. Hmm. But that's because my tactic was usually to just avoid battles as much as possible. I just went through phases of training them as much as I could to get them to ultimate and then sprinting to recruit as many Digimon as possible and not battling anyone. So it was very much just phases of doing different things. Hmm. Mine was like, I constantly was terrified of every Digimon. Constantly. Because they could kill me if they wanted to quite easily. Because I was like, okay, so I was really good at at V-Pets. I'm really good at V-Pets. Like, I'm going (laughs) to brag about it, but I'm really good at like, keeping the time and everything and raising repets. But when it comes to this, which is slightly more complex, little me could not figure out what to do when I was freaking out, and I just wanted the most attack for everything, and turns out most attack for everything doesn't always work. Because some of the evolution requirements were so specific, like you had to have this much attack and then this much defense, but then also have your weight at this between these two numbers and stuff, and it was so, so specific. <laughs> I actually made my own PDF guide for the Digivolution requirements. I can see you doing that. That seems like such a you thing to do. I probably still have it on my computer. Hmm. I had ended up putting it on my Kindle. <laughs> so I could have it up while I was playing the game. Hmm. I remember so this was more recently when I was playing it. And like, um, I think I tried drawing a map at one point, but eventually gave up because I was 
it's just such a big world. Mm. It's a big game. It is a big game, like like especially when you get to the ice sanctuary and stuff, and and, and the misty trees. It's it's really confusing. And I, like, they it just always did a felt great that- job. But oh, oh no, hmm? we spoke over each other. Now so I'm la- you can go first. <laughs> They just did a great job of making a massive, cohesive world. Well, I was going to gonna say, like, it felt big. It felt when you were in Ice Sanctuary, you were far away from home. I mean, it wasn't home; it was it was Far City, but it felt safe there. But when you you've gone like twenty screens away from Far City, like you feel far away from safety. Like you're basically mm. it's just you out there trying to defend yourself. It felt like an adventure to go anywhere. Mm, it felt which like which is really good. You had you started off with your little baby Digimon, and then you worked as hard as you can to get the stats you kind of wanted to try and get something that was good enough. And then when it got to champion, like it felt like you basically packed everything you needed, and you went off on that small excursion out to go and uh, go and recruit the one you wanted, or to get the item that you needed. It felt like a, it, it wasn't just a case of running around freely. I, I think that's one of the one of the good but also bad points of the game is it's not a case of you don't get to run around and do what you want at your own time. There's a certain level of you've got to accommodate for your Digimon for what they need. You can't just pack up and leave and go to Gear Savannah. You, you've got to make sure your, your Digimon's strong enough that they've got enough life left to last that time. That you've got enough items to make sure that they can fight efficiently. It's not just a case of running around like a crazy person and when you get to this level of power. I think that's one of the good things about the game as well, is uh, because your Digimon had a life cycle, you did level up to like level 50, and then everywhere you had problems before is now easier. So running around um, like um, the, the starting forest didn't suddenly become an easy thing to do, because after a while, all that progress gets kind of reset because your Digimon dies and starts again. It's got a lot of cycles in it. Mm. Like the, the major downside to the game is the gameplay for me. Like everything else about it, I still really enjoy. Oh yeah, like, like all the world, all the music, the the stories sheer... and the characters. But it's just the gameplay that is a bit stale. Mm. Like the sheer amount of training you have to do. It's literally grind. The amount of grind you have to do to get to the actual quest part of it is so much, and it's not fun. There's no like entertainment value to it you're just pressing buttons watching small numbers get slightly bigger it took so long but compared to some of the other games that were out at the time it was so different and so unique and i did love it and it was good yeah i still really enjoyed the game even if it hasn't aged that well Mm. it has its flaws i mean do you remember the plot of the game (laughs) uh the plot of the game is that the digimon have basically become like feral and left the Mm. city well, you start off so as you have to go and get them back. You start off as just a generic kid who we find out's called Hero. I think his name's well, that's Hero. like the next game. Like in the in that game, I don't think he even has a name. Hmm. But he's voiced by the person who voices Izzy. I think her name's Marsha. Is it Marsha? Something. I have no idea. But it's whoever voices Izzy voices um, everybody else in the game. In the cutscenes, the weird, really weirdly doughy cutscenes. The CGI cutscenes that they had. Where their mouths aren't mouths, they're just weird dents. <laughs> oh, it like opened up just with it zooming in on Japan in a park, mm. and there's just two people with Metal Nanimon and Metal Greymon having a fight with the Tamagotchis. And then the main character runs on like he runs on a can and this like the can gets weirdly flattened because it's bad animation mm. then he watches the fight <laughs> and then you go into the v-pets and watch these two creatures have a big fight whilst in reality they're just watching two pixels fighting each other but it had awesome music because mm. the like, whole like the fight loaded up, right up yeah yeah it was just really cool and then like he goes home the main character goes home and then his noise because his v-pets flashing light and then he's like, it's Digimon. And then he gets sucked into it and screams in a horrifying scream. <laughs> just Carmen going, ew, ew, ew. oh yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the creature noises in this game are so weird. <laughs> the other also weird noise is the sound of them straining because they need a poop. Mm. It's just, just awful. Ew. No, don't actually do it though. <laughs> <laughs> the sound effects are so good. Mm. But even some of the noises, like some of the menu noises and stuff, they even use in the newest games. Like, in most of the Digimon games, actually. Mm. It's, it's cool. For a first... Well, 
not technically first attempt at a game, it was really good. I'm pretty For, certain uh, there was like a, a Sega Saturn game or something in Japan. Digimon World S, yeah. That was uh, basically just a glorified VPEP. Mm. But for like an open world RPG, it was really good. I really want to play it again now. Why have you done this to me? <laughs> you should. You should go and play it. It'll be fun. I will absolutely not touch it because I've been playing Monster Hunter Stories. But no, <laughs> when I eventually fun. manage to hack my Vita so it can play PS1 games. Do you think it would sell it well now if they released it? Like, not, what do you think, not, do you, does it hold up? But like, if they did like a, a HD remake of it, do you think it would sell quite well? Um, I think it would s- probably not sell to anyone other than hardcore Digimon fans. Mm. So it probably wouldn't sell that well. Mm. I still want them to throw up a PS1 classic though, but there's not been any new ones in years and it's really sad. Mm. I just want it on my Vita. Just do what I do and just play it illegally on your phone. It's not the same. It is not. I could play it on my PSP, but I don't want to have to take my PSP and my Vita around everywhere. Because mm. that's just annoying. I'll just have to become a homebrew hacker. <laughs> it's uh, the only way. Is there anything more you want to say about the game? Or are we all done? Okay, what was, actually, what it was your favourite? the best, one of my favourite glitches. Hmm. Which was that if you scrolled down too far in the jukebox, the game crashed and froze up. and wouldn't work anymore. Oh, I didn't know about that. Just Garamond's jukebox. If you scrolled down too far, the game just froze. Which Lovely. was quite annoying because you had to save manually. So if you hadn't saved in a while and just went into the jukebox, not knowing about the glitch, you'd just That's lose great. hours of progress. But it's great because Garamond's like a virus Digimon. So it seems apt that the jukebox would crash the game. <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, do you have a couple more questions then? Uh, what was your favourite thing about the game? Like, anything you enjoyed. For example, I love the meat farm so much. <laughs> it made me so uh, happy, just this thought of just meat. You grow meat on a farm and then you question them and they're like, yeah, where else do you get meat from? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's so good. I think my favourite thing in the game is probably the Dromodromon Tunnel. Because that's an area that I've been to so many times, and there's mm. so much in there. It's a pretty small area, but you go through like you go there quite a lot of times to get through it, and eventually open up a shortcut. Yeah, but don't you have and to? It's... Don't you do that quest where you've got to help clear the tunnel, and you've got to drag that cart full of dirt so many times? Yeah, but I love that. Yeah, but it's it so many more really... times than it should be. It takes like two days to do it, mm-hmm. but it's so worth it. <sighs> It trains your Digimon and also works on a quest. And I wish there was more like that in the game. Hmm. That was also but, another good thing about it. Like, you could find, you could also do training in other places. Like, I remember, is it, uh, Cherrymon you find? And then, like, yeah, it clears the mist, but it also increases your intelligence. Mm. Stuff like that was pretty cool. And then some of them were just really weird. Like, mm. in the middle of the ice sanctuary, there's just a massive ice block or something. Hmm. Also, another thing that that I enjoyed about the game was the fact that uh, it's essentially File Island from Digimon Adventure. Yeah, it is pretty much. So looking at the places that are in the game and the TV show, well, it's pretty cool seeing the parallels. I think I just remembered one of the other weird training ones, hmm. which I think, correct me if I'm wrong, at the top of Trash Mountain, there's just a giant oh, poo yeah, that you and can you get your Digimon in. to sit in. Yes, yeah. The second you said um, that, just thought of another one that was pretty weird. I immediately thought, is it the sitting in poo one? Yeah, you, you just get your Digimon this... to sit in poo. Mm. And I think that raised MP. Yeah, it makes you more magical. <laughs> Somehow. Ah, oh, King Sukumon, that was just a giant Sukumon. With some garbage on his head. He was the best. Mm. He was so cool. Went to him so many times because I kept getting Sukumon. I was just like, are you sure you want to turn him back? I didn't know that. That would be so useful. As I said, there's so much stuff in that game that it's hard to find out. I only know all this stuff from playing it a lot. Hmm. But King Sukumon could turn your Sukumon back reluctantly because obviously he thinks that Sukumon are the best. So he <laughs> he like checks that you're sure before he does it, hmm. and then turns them back into what they were before, and then they so- die of old age like a day later anyway, because <laughs> it took you several days to get there. It's just such a massive game. 
Mm. So PlayStation much... 1, that's, that's quite good. I always wanted to recruit Shogun Gekumon, but of course you can't do that. Mm. You can recruit the Gekumon, but he still sort of stays there, <laughs> even though you're going to come back. It's like there were a few Digimon that you didn't properly recruit and instead joined the arena so that you yeah, could battle yeah. them. Oh, the cards. Do you remember the cards? Oh my god, yes. Um, you can get like the, the, the card shop and you had to go and buy packs of cards and stuff. I, I still didn't get all of those because it was so much time and effort. I'm pretty certain that at some point I had all the cards. I've had so many save files that I have no idea what I've actually completed or not. Did it give you anything for completing the cards? There's probably a medal or something. Mm. There's like 15 medals in the game and I think I've only ever had one. Not counting the one that you get for having perfect stats because I had... Basically, I had a bootleg copy which let me put on codes when I mm. turned it on so I could get max stats. And that's how I managed to explore pretty much everything really easily because my yeah, Digimon I did was that invincible. At, uh, one point, I unlocked the evolution... Like, I gave myself evolution items and maximum stats so I could just walk around um, Fireland... Even then, though, knowing I had max stats, I had all the moves as well, so I could use like the the, the one that Machine Demon uses. Mm. Like even having that, I was still terrified of running around Fire Island. <laughs> still Battles terrifying. Just took a lot of time. Mm. It's basically everything except the gameplay is fun. Yeah, <laughs> you said. Yeah, I, I I kind of agree that the the mechanics were interesting, but they weren't the best when when pulled off. Like it, it, it kind of fell it's, a bit. It's a very grindy game. Hmm. But it's still fun to explore and go back to every once in a while. Hmm. Anything else you want to say about it? Or should we do like closing statements and stuff? Patamon's the best in that game. The way Patamon jumps is cute. No, clip, clip, clip. <laughs> I also like that the one that you come across, you just have to beat them three times before they give up and just join you, see? Hmm. Little fighty potato. <laughs> um, any final thoughts to the game? It's a good game. Mm. I like it. Would you say that's nostalgia or just factually correct? Uh, f- partly nostalgia, partly just because I'm a Digimon fan. So mm. it's it's Digimon and I like Digimon. I definitely think if you are a fan of, of adventure, it's worth playing it to see all the locations they go to. Mm. It's good. Okay, um, final thing. If you had to give it a score out of 10 for playability, what would you give it? Four. Yeah, I'd say I'd say five, five. Cause it, it, it functioned, but it wasn't amazing. Actually, yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down to four actually as well because it was a lot of grind. They got the Tamagotchi stuff right. It's mm. just not suited for long play sessions. Okay, uh, story and plot. Well, it's <laughs> it's not really that much of a story. I'm gonna it's say mostly four just as well because there is story, but it's literally just you're here, bring these Digimon back. There's a guy called Analogmon who is the villain. Yeah, that you don't most find of the out. stories just through world building. Mm. Actually, no, okay, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it more. I'm going to give it a six because the main story is non-existent, pretty much. But all the individual stories you get with the Digimon makes it really good. And you kind of make your own stories as you become attached to your own Digimon mm. and take them around. So I'm going to give it a six. What are you going to give it? I'm going to say seven. Mm, okay, yeah. Uh replayability well i've replayed it like every year <laughs> probably so nine i'm gonna give it okay I, i'm gonna give it a seven because like there is like you will get different digimon if you if you keep playing it again and again and again and the order to get the digimon's different as well um the only thing that will probably hold it back from being replayable is the amount of grind from mechanics mm. and then um overall overall like what what if you had to give it a score for everything all wrapped up in a little big bow little, a little big bow in a big red bow <laughs> like what what score would you give it like what's your game score i'd probably say eight but that's probably just me being extremely nostalgic eight out of ten yes uh-huh mostly for nostalgia reasons mm. but i still really enjoy the game um i'm gonna give it a six these are arbitrary numbers by the way <laughs> I don't know whether you want to add these to a a, a tally or something Probably for all the games not. you do. Pardon? Probably not. Oh, okay. Um, but I'd probably give it a I'd probably give it a six. Like the world's interesting, the characters interesting, the plot's non-existent, but the, the 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 gameplay itself is such a grind fest. It. I just really like the game. <laughs> 
I've spent too much time with it to not be attached to it. Hmm. It's like my Mario. Like your it's Mario. My, it's my Mario 64. See, I played Mario 64 a lot. I didn't because I never had an N64. I had a PlayStation. Saying that, on, on Digimon World. about games, as a quick aside, we got the NES Mini, the SNES Mini yesterday. Um, it's got Star, um, Star Fox 2. And to go from, because my first game I ever played was Lilac Wars on N64. And then getting Star Fox and Star Fox 2. Star Fox is, is cool, but it's kind of difficult. And Star Fox 2 is really cool, but like people are saying it's garbage. It's like, okay, but it, the game was made like so many years ago, like 20 years ago. Don't, don't compare it to today's game standards. Mm. But yeah, but it's only so, just come out for the first time. Yeah, but it was made loads like so many years ago. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything <laughs> else you want to say about it before we finish off? Digimon is good. Mm, okay. Lovely. <laughs> Uh, cut music number one. <laughs> <laughs> we're ending it. <laughs> Should we just end it with you saying cut music number one and leave it there? <laughs> no, because we've got to do the ending stuff as well, the Patreon endings. Okay. Next time we'll be back to normal episodes. We'll be talking Maybe. about episode No, don't, don't add that bit. We don't even need to say <laughs> what we're talking about next time. Um, next time we'll be talking about something. I think the next thing we're talking about <laughs> is Pokemon Red and Blue, because I want to do like I want to do two similar things. I've only played yellow. Pardon? I've only played yellow. Okay, well, we can talk about red, blue, and yellow then. But I want to do like... yellow, and blue. Two games, then two uh, maybe toys, and then books, because I've I've got the uh, the manga. I've not read anything. I'll find the things for you. These aren't like... I've never read anything. I'll I'll, I'll post you up the, the manga and stuff then. The real reason I wanted to cover the dub is because I can't read, so we couldn't do subtitles. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can do the outro bit. Okay, let's see how much I can remember off the top of my head. You can listen to more of us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. And you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, our Wizard thread, and you can join us in our Discord and email us. And I think that's everything. Apart from supporting you on Patreon, if you want to support you on Patreon. Yeah, that, that's an optional thing. <laughs> you can support me on Patreon if you want bonus rewards like a drawing every month or raw episodes of the Moncast and any other stuff I make. Because who knows what I'll end up doing because I have some dumb ideas sometimes. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Go play Digimon World. Yes, please do play Digimon World. Three, Get it on your two, pispy. one. Oh, I've not pressed click.